everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is February 22nd. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog. We're going to continue in this sermon that Jacob is giving. Let's take a look really quick at verse 14 of 2 Nephi chapter 9. Here in this verse, Jacob's talking about after this life, and he says, Wherefore, we shall have a perfect knowledge of all our guilt and our uncleanliness and our nakedness. And that thought can be really, really difficult, right? The idea of standing before God at that judgment day with this perfect understanding of all our guilt and our uncleanliness and everything that we did wrong. But the second half of this verse is so, so comforting. Listen to what it says. And the righteous shall have a perfect knowledge of their enjoyment and their righteousness, being clothed with purity, yea, even with the robe of righteousness. Now, that's such an interesting opposite to put next to each other, right? It says that the wicked, they're going to remember their guilt and they're going to remember their uncleanliness and their nakedness, whereas the righteous are going to remember their enjoyment and being clothed with purity. Now, what I think is so important to understand about this scripture is that here where it's referring to the righteous having a perfect knowledge of their enjoyment and their righteousness, I don't think that that means people who have never been guilty or never been unclean or never made a mistake. This verse kind of sounds like we are going to stand before God with this just absolute perfect memory of everything bad that we have ever done. And I could be wrong here, but I don't think that's the case because if it were, then there wouldn't be any righteous people having a perfect knowledge of their enjoyment and their righteousness. Because none of us are going to stand before God at that day perfect. But what we can do is we can stand before God clothed in purity, yea, even with the robe of righteousness. The difference between the guilty and the righteous in this day is that the guilty stand there with a full knowledge of their nakedness, whereas the righteous will stand there clothed in purity. But please keep in mind, we're not standing there clothed in our own purity because none of us will stand there pure at that day. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Those who will stand there, those who will be righteous in that day, those who will have a memory of their enjoyment and their righteousness are those who allow themselves to be clothed in the robes of Christ's righteousness. So when we have repented, when we have come unto Christ, when we have put on his redemption, I don't think we're going to feel guilty for those things at that day. I don't think we're going to have a perfect remembrance of everything that we did wrong, maybe just the things that we have not repented for or things that we have been unwilling to repent for. In that day, the righteous will stand clothed in redemption from Christ. And that will be the difference between those with a perfect knowledge of their guilt versus those who stand with a perfect knowledge of righteousness. They won't be standing there at that day thinking, wow, I did so great. I look at me. I am righteous and I have done well. They will be standing there with a perfect knowledge of Christ's righteousness and his redemption and what it has done to cleanse them. So with that being understood, let's jump over, let's switch themes a little bit, and let's go to verses 28 and 29 
of 2 Nephi chapter 9. These verses say, O oh, that cunning plan of the evil one! O oh, the vainness and the frailties and the foolishness of men! When they are learned, they think they are wise, and they hearken not unto the counsel of God. For they set it aside, supposing they know of themselves. Wherefore, their wisdom is foolishness, and it profiteth them not, and they shall perish. But to be learned is good if they hearken unto the counsels of God. I really like these verses and the things that we can learn here. First and foremost, I think it's so important to recognize that part of Satan's plan, part of his tactic with us, is to get us to seek the wisdom of the world over the wisdom of God. It says it right there at the very beginning of the verse, Oh, that cunning plan of the evil one. He is trying to get us to seek worldly wisdom, to believe that we are learned, that we know everything. Because if he can do that, then we stop hearkening unto the counsel of God. We stop seeking his knowledge and his understanding. And I think that that stands out to me so much because it is so prevalent in the world today. If we look around, we can see that not only is this clearly one of Satan's designs and one of his plans and one of his tactics, but it's a tactic that is taking hold a great deal in our world today. When I went to school after my mission, I went to a state school and it felt like every single professor of mine was trying to make me an atheist. Every single one of them, with the exception of one, tried to get us to feel like belief in God was foolishness. So I think it's so important that we can recognize it and be aware of it, that we understand this tactic to get us to disregard God's wisdom and seek only worldly wisdom. It feels like the world is screaming right now that unless you can see it, unless you can prove it, then it isn't or can't be real. But my friends, that simply isn't the case. But what I've come to learn is that just because I can't see something or just because something can't be physically proven doesn't mean it's not true. It doesn't mean it's not real. Truth can still be truth even if we don't fully understand it with worldly wisdom. We don't have to have a perfect understanding for God to understand perfectly how things work and how things will work out, which means we have to exercise faith and trust in God's wisdom and God's knowledge over our own. Which leads to the second idea that really stands out to me here. In this scripture, it says, when they are learned, they think they are wise. Which is so interesting because oftentimes we would take a look at those two words, learned and wise, and think, well, they mean about the same thing. But clearly here, they don't. Learned refers more to knowledge education, things like that. Whereas wise is, what are you going to do with that knowledge? For example, I can know that a stove is hot. I can know, I can have knowledge that if I touch it, I'm going to get burned. Wisdom is understanding that and choosing not to touch. Wisdom is knowledge in action. Now, don't get me wrong. Knowledge is super important. I strongly believe in education. But unless that education is inspiring us to act and to do good, then our knowledge is gone to waste. Listen to this again. When they are learned, they think they are wise, and they hearken not unto the counsel of God. For they set it aside, supposing they know of themselves. Wherefore, 
Their wisdom is foolishness because they're acting contrary to God's wisdom. If we use our wisdom to follow only what we can see or perfectly understand, then we set aside God's understanding and God's wisdom, which makes our knowledge a waste because we don't allow our knowledge to lead us to act on truth. Joseph F. Smith once said, We have been misled to think that learning is the ultimate in education. True education must result in wisdom. The learning of the world is great. We stand breathless before the myriad of marvels of science. The wisdom of the world is puny. No man can receive a fullness of truth unless he keeps the commandments of our Father in heaven. Learning is not wisdom. But I love what it says in verse 19, but to be learned is good if we hearken unto the counsels of God. It's up to us to use our knowledge to act in faith, to use our knowledge to have enough wisdom to trust that God knows and sees and understands things that we might not know and see and understand. Our knowledge should be combined with enough humility to get us to act according to God's ultimate wisdom. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.